ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय I've been requested to speak on Shrimad Bhagavad Gita. We are currently studying the 10th chapter which is called The Opulence of the Absolute. Before I begin my recitation, I must chant my two favorite mantras. Trinadapi sunichena Surar eva sahishnuna, Amanina manadena, Kirtaniya sadahari, Harian nama, Harian nama, Harian nama eva kibalam, Kalo nastyeva, nastyeva, Nastyeva gatiranyata. Can I have some tambora sound? Good. Thank you. So the opulence of the Absolute. The Absolute is defined in the Srimad Bhagavatam by Sutta Goswami. When questioned by the sages of Naimisharanya, headed by Shonaka Rishi, they asked him six very important spiritual questions. In the course of answering, Sutta Goswami gave a definition of the absolute truth. Vadanti tat tatva vidas tatvam yajjnanam advayam brameti paramatmeti bhagavan iti shabgite. The absolute truth is a non-dual existence, and it is realized. In three features: first, as impersonal, Brahman; second, localized, Paramatma; and then the ultimate feature of the absolute truth, Bhagavan, the personality of the absolute. So this chapter is entitled. The opulence of that absolute entity. All wondrous phenomena, showing power, beauty, grandeur, or sublimity, either in the material world or in the spiritual world, are but partial manifestations of Krishna's divine energies and opulences. As the supreme cause of all causes, and the support and essence of everything, Krishna is the supreme object of worship for all beings. In Chapter Ten, there are forty-two verses. Previously, I spoke on the first seven verses, which the subject matter. Krishna began this chapter by telling Arjuna 
that he would give knowledge that was better than what he had given before in the previous nine chapters. Then, (coughs) in the last class I gave a few months ago, we covered the four nutshell or seed verses of Bhagavad Gita, which is found in this 10th chapter, verses 8 through 11. Tonight, we pick up from where we left off. Krishna has just explained the four nutshell verses, as you like. You can turn it down a little, just a little. Krishna explained the four nutshell verses, and now, in verses 12 through 18, we will hear Arjuna's response after hearing the four nutshell verses of Bhagavad Gita. If you are ready to proceed with me, please confirm by saying, Radha Raman Bhagavan. So I'll chant the Sanskrit and then do the translations and explanations. Arjuna Uvacha Parang Brahma Parang Dhamma Pavitrang Paramang Bhavan Purushang Shasvatang Divyam Adi Devam Ajang Vibhum Ahustwang Rishayas Sarave Devarshir Naradastata Asita Devalo Vyasa Swayam Chaiva Bravishime Sarvam Etadritang Manye Yanmang Vadisikeshava Nahite Bhagavan Vyakting Vidur Deva Nadanava Swayam Evatmanatmanang Vetatwang Puryushottama Bhutabhavana Bhutesha Deva Deva Jagatpate Bhaktum Arhasya Sheshena Divyahyatma Vibhutayaha Yabir Vibhutibir Lokan Imangstwang Vapya Tishtasi Katang Vidyang Ahang Yongst Vang Sada Parichintayan Keshu Keshu Chabaveshu Chintyosi Bhagavan Maya Vistarenan Mano Yogang Vibhutang Jajanardana Buya Kataya Triptir He Srinvato Nastime Mritam So now the translations and I will explain as we go along. So Arjuna replied to Krishna Krishna you are the supreme personality of Godhead. You are the ultimate abode the purest the absolute truth. You are the eternal transcendental original person the unborn the greatest so at this point arjuna now is giving his realization in the beginning they were friends indeed krishna had agreed to be arjuna's chariot driver parthasarathi but in chapter 2 Arjuna requested his friend to act as his guru, Shishyasteham Shadimangtwang Prapanam. Arjuna requested Krishna 
to please act as his spiritual master. Krishna obliged and began instructing Arjuna in the science of Krishna consciousness, beginning in chapter 2. Now we're in chapter 10. Now Arjuna's understanding of his friend Krishna is very significant. In this first verse, Arjuna now declares, Krishna, you are God. You are the ultimate. There's no one purer than you. You are the last word in the absolute truth. You are eternal. You are transcendental, meaning there's no materiality in Krishna. And he is the original person. In other words, we are persons only because we are emanating from the original person, Krishna. Then he says, the unborn. But everybody knows that Krishna appeared as the son of Vasudeva and Devaki. How can Arjuna say that Krishna is unborn? Arjuna can say that Krishna is unborn because... Before Krishna appeared as the son of Vasudeva and Devaki, he was already existing. His existence before even the creation of the material world was already there in the spiritual world. So when it, we see that Krishna is appearing as the son of Vasudeva and Devaki, that is only a dramatic stage show. It's a drama. It's a play. Because even when this material world is not existent, Krishna is existing in his abode. That's why Arjuna is saying, Krishna, you are unborn. We give a common example. Right now it is 6.10. So on the East Coast, it's 9 o'clock. And if we go to London, it's nighttime. Right? If we go further, Right? The sun is no longer visible there. Someone with less intelligence would say, oh, the sun no longer exists. But the sun is still present here. Although the sun may not be visible, the sun still exists. So in the same way, Krishna may not be visible here at times, but his existence like the sun is always there. That is how to understand this term, unborn. And then he says, you are the greatest. Now in the next sentence, which is also significant, all the great sages, then he names Narada, Asita, Devala, Vyas. All these great persons also confirm this same truth. This is significant. Whenever we want something to be confirmed, we want it confirmed by an authority. When something is confirmed by an authority, then you know that knowledge is secure knowledge. So these personalities, Narada, Vyasadeva especially, there is no question about their authoritativeness. The history of Narada and Vyasa is well known, even at the time of Krishna. It was already well known, undisputed. 
the exploits of Narada and Vyasadeva down to the present day. So when he says Narada and Vyas also says the same thing, then Arjuna's statement is most authoritative. And now Arjuna says, and now you yourself are declaring it to me. Now the next phrase, we should all follow in Arjuna's next phrase. I totally accept as truth all that you have told me. If you can say that and believe it and actually make that your heart. O Krishna, I totally accept as truth all that you have told me. If you can actually come to that realization, your life is perfect. But can anyone actually say like Arjuna? That's up to you. That is each and every one of you, even myself, have to ask myself that question. Can I actually say in my heart of hearts, yes, Krishna, I totally accept all that you have told me. Now this next statement is controversial. What does Arjuna say now? The demigods and the demons cannot understand your personality. Quite a revolutionary statement by Arjuna. Indeed, you alone know yourself by your own internal potency. That needs to be explained. This is chapter 10. In chapter 7, Krishna already established there were two different natures, a material nature and a spiritual nature. We all now have lots of experience dealing with the material nature. You're dealing with it from the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to sleep at night. You're dealing with a material body. You're dealing with a material mind. You're dealing with the environment, the elements. The people in the Midwest right now, they are dealing with the material nature. Flood. Have you seen on the television? Whole cities wiped out. They are dealing with this material nature, and they ain't winning, are they? Right? Japan, earlier this year, even still to, to now, they're dealing with that material nature. It's not so pleasant. Here we are, nice, placentia, the sun is shining, right? We're thinking, oh, we're okay. Prabhu, won't worry so much. We're okay. We all know how many have been through an earthquake already. All right? Any guarantee it's not going to come? Yes. So this material nature, we all have experience. Even our own body and mind gives us so much trouble. The mind is disturbed, toothache, headache, backache, right? stomachache, heartache. Teenagers, they go through heartache, right? Or we look in the mirror, oh no, another gray hair. Another wrinkle. Quick, get the Botox. Everyone is grappling 
with this material energy. Krishna will say that later in chapter 15. Manakshastan Indriyani Prakriti Stani Karshati. Krishna will bluntly tell us in chapter 15. This whole material existence, all you're doing is struggle. That's it. You're simply struggling to exist. But there's another nature, another energy. The spiritual energy. And and that's also known as Krishna's internal energy. This material nature is Krishna's external energy. So Arjuna is saying, Krishna, you alone know yourself by this internal or spiritual energy. Therefore, you cannot understand God through the material energy. If you want to understand God, it has to be through the spiritual energy. That is how you understand God. And now the question is, okay, how do I understand God through this internal energy? Very simple. You request the spiritual energy to please engage you in the Lord's service. That is the meaning of the Maha Mantra. When we say Hare, everybody, that means you are approaching the spiritual internal energy. That is the significance of this word Hare. Of course, somebody who's not trained is thinking we're clapping. Hare? Yeah, Hare Lakers. Or, no. Yeah, that's right. No, when we say Hare, we are addressing Krishna's internal energy known as Srimati Radharani. We are crying out, we are calling. Please give me access to understand Krishna. I'm sure all of you have televisions and you have that remote control and you need the certain box in order to access the channel. I'm sure you're only watching Asta, right? I'm sure you're only watching religious programs. And some stuff. And, okay. You're not watching soap operas, right? I don't think. Anyway, to access the channels, you have to have the remote and you have to have the box, right? So in the same way, to access Krishna, right, then you need to be able to go through the internal spiritual energy. That is why we are begging everyone, please chant this Maha Mantra. Because the very first word, Hare, again, everyone say, you are requesting access so that you can understand God. Then Arjuna says, origin of all. Yes, that is the definition of the absolute truth. That from which everything else is emanating from. That's the definition. I see you have a flyer and Swamiji is going to give lectures on Vedanta Sutra. So one of the first sutras that he will speak on is the absolute truth. That's going to be one of the first. And the definition of the absolute truth that you will find in Vedanta Sutra is exactly the same first statement of Srimad Bhagavatam. 
Janmadhyasayata. That from which everything else is coming from. You came from your parents. Who came from their parents? Who came from their parents? Ultimately, it goes back to Lord Brahma. But Lord Brahma, even though he's called Atmabu, still he knows, no, I have an origin called Garbhodaka Shai Vishnu. But Garbhodaka Shai Vishnu has an origin known as Mahavishnu. And he has an origin known as Narayan. And Narayan has an origin known as Mahasankarshan. And Mahasankarshan has an origin known as Vasudev. And he has an origin known as Krishna Govinda, who does not have an origin. The buck stops with Krishna. The origin, and that's why he's saying the origin of all. Now somebody is thinking, but you just said Krishna appeared as the son of Vasudeva and Devaki. Yes, I did. But I also explained that when there is no material world, Krishna is already existing before that. So he has no origin. Same thing Lord Brahma says. Anadir Adi. Sarvakarnakarnam. Lord Brahma's first uh, verse in the fifth chapter of his Sanghita. First of all, he says, Krishna's original name is Govinda. Everyone say. Govinda. Then he describes who is this Govinda. He has an eternal body full of bliss and knowledge. No offense, but we don't have that kind of body. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to spend thirty, forty thousand dollars to get an education, would you? And you all agree this body ain't blissful, is it? Ladies know that when they give birth. Not so blissful, was it? <laughs> or whatever, so many. <laughs> we all have experienced that this body is not blissful. I went through that two years ago when I got these teeth. I realized, yeah, I'm, this body ain't blissful. Mm-mm. But Krishna's body is eternal, full of knowledge and bliss. And he has no origin other than himself. And therefore, he is the cause of all other subsequent causes. That is the definition of the absolute truth. That from which everything else is emanating. Oh, now what does Arjuna say? Deva, Deva. You are the God of all other gods. I love this because when I'm invited to speak in colleges and universities, I sometimes say this. I do it in a joking way. But I'm speaking to Christians, Muslims, Jews, atheists. Because in a college or a high school, that's what you get. So sometimes I say to them, depending on how confident I feel, yes, my God is the God of your gods. Then they get very, what? But I do that on purpose. So I get a good sparring match. You have to know your philosophy. You have to be fixed. So no matter what the question is, no problem. Ching, next, ching. 
When you are fixed in this knowledge of Bhagavad Gita, nobody can defeat you. Plus you have realization. Lord of the universe. Just like in the Los Angeles temple, they have that Jagannath deity. Lord of the universe, Jagannath. Let's see what else Arjuna says. Please tell me in detail of your divine opulences by which you pervade all these worlds. So these are called vibhutis. Vibhutis means Krishna or God's hand is in everything. And someone who has Shastra Chakshus, eyes of the scripture, can see how Krishna's hand is in everything. In this chapter, Krishna will delineate only 81 of his vibhutis. That's it. That's a sample. Indeed, at the end he will say, after listing these 81, Arjuna, you know, what's the need of all this? You know, just understand one thing. With a single fragment of myself, I pervade and support this whole cosmic manifestation. A fragment. Pretty good. It is only a fragment of Krishna that is pervading and supporting this whole thing. That's the power of Krishna. But still, Arjuna wants to know how Krishna's potencies, specific potencies, are viewed, how to see them. I'll give you a good example. An ordinary person will see a flower or see a beautiful scene and just think, oh, that's nice. Whereas a God-conscious person would immediately recall, oh, this beautiful flower. Who was the artist that created this beautiful flower? And the saintly person will immediately remember, my Lord. We marvel, right? We go to the Getty Museum or a group and we see a beautiful painting, right? But who can be a better artist than God who's creating the real thing? Not a picture, not a virtual reality. He creates the reality. That's God. He creates the real thing. Or another example Prabhupada used to give. When Einstein was alive, everyone marveled. Oh, it's Einstein. What a genius. But a saintly person would say, hey, how about the person that created Einstein? Was he a dummy? Is that logical? The person who created Einstein must be even more intelligent. That's God. That is the devotee's vision. <coughs> o Krishna, O Supreme Mystic, how shall I constantly think of you? Because previously in chapter 8, Krishna told Arjuna, you should always think of me and at the same time fight or perform your prescribed duty. For Arjuna was fighting. 
So this is a valid question. Krishna's already told Arjuna to always think of him. Arjuna's thinking, okay, how should I think of you? So this is a good question. What are the various forms you are to be remembered? Then he calls Krishna, oh, Janardhan. My grandson's name is Janardhan. Janardhan means, has different meanings. One meaning, he destroys the demons. Another meaning of Janardhan, the one who maintains the devotees, maintains the universe. Janardhana. Just a little side story. My grandson is a, a training to be an Olympic swimmer. He's been swimming since he was like six years old in competitions. So my daughter wrote out his name, J-A-N-A-R-D-A-N-A. So the Westerners, when they read that name, they would always say, Jane Ardena. So they hear over the loudspeaker, who's Jane Ardena? But then my daughter took off the last A. Now all of a sudden they, oh, Janardhan. One little letter changed the whole thing. Please describe in detail the mystic power of your opulences. I am never satiated in hearing about you. This is spiritual life. Material things, after a while, we get tired. When you constantly hear the same thing, right, over and over, it's like, can we hear something different? Even you have a, a, a popular song, right? But if it's played 24 hours, okay, enough already. Because that's material things. And any material thing, Prabhupada gives the example, you eat one gulab jamun, mm, nice. All right, two. But 50? No, no, no. Enough already. It loses its taste. This is called satiation. And any material thing, eating, sleeping, sex even, the highest material pleasure. After a while, it's like, no more. Enough. Because it loses its taste after repetition. But that is not true for spiritual subject matter. Here Arjuna is saying, I'm never satiated hearing about you. My father always, always argues how can you say that same thing over and over again? Because me and my wife, when we go see him, we have to chant. He hears us chanting. He's like, how can you say that same thing? I said, this is the proof. The reason we can say this over and over, hour after hour, is because it's not material. It is spiritual. Otherwise, nobody would do it. If chanting Hare Krishna were material, nobody is going to spend hours every day, 30 years plus, chanting the same thing over and over again and not get something from it. The proof, I don't need anybody's scientific proof. I know for myself. If somebody gives me, just like sometimes... My good friend makes cheesecake. 
Right? We all know who she is. She makes authentic, bona fide New York cheesecake. Your cheesecake is still the best, by the way. People have tried to imitate. They have to go through your disciplic succession. So when I eat your cheesecake, right, I know how good it tastes. I don't need somebody to tell me. I have direct experience. In the same way, why have I decided to become a chanter of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra? Coming from a Malachi Yavana Papayonaya family. Why? Because it works. It's real. I derive great satisfaction from chanting and discussing Bhagavad Gita. I'm not a fool. I'm going to waste my time with something and not get something out of it. Why do I do preaching? Because I'm deriving great happiness, as Arjuna says, I'm never satiated hearing about you. I'm never satiated talking about Krishna. If there's an opportunity to talk about Krishna, I take it. Sri Sri Radha Raman Bhagavan Akijai. Friday was my birthday. It was the best birthday of my whole life. I talked about Krishna in the morning. I talked about Krishna in the evening. Then yesterday, I talked about Krishna in San Diego. Then in the evening, I talked about Krishna in Ladera Heights. Then again this morning, I talked about Krishna in Cerritos. And now again, I'm talking about Krishna in Radharaman Temple in Placentia. Now, if somebody says to me, Prabhuji, can you come to my house and I talk about Krishna? Yes, I'll come. Because there's so much happiness to be derived talking about Krishna. As Arjuna says, I'm never satiated in hearing about you. For the more I hear, the more I want to taste the nectar of your words. Therefore, that's why I always urge everyone, read Bhagavad Gita. It is nectar, amrita. It will fill your ear and your heart. You just need to get a taste. And once you get a taste, you will not be able to stop. So in verses 19 through 39, Krishna begins to explain 81 Vibhuti Yogas. But as I said, then in the final three, uh, let's see, 40, 40, for that final four verses, Krishna gives a commentary on this Vibhuti Yoga. Nantosti Mama Divyanang Vibhuti Nang Prantapa Esha Tu Deshata Prokto Vibhuti Vistaro Maya Yad yad vibhuti matsatvam, Srimad urjitam evava, tattad evava gachatvang, madatain jongsa sambhavam, atava bahunaitena king gyatena tavarjuna, vishtabhyaham idam kritsnam, ekangshena stotojigat. Going back to that point that Arjuna said that I never am satiated hearing about you. Every year, for the past, I think, maybe seven, eight years. Every year I do that Bhagavad Gita Yajna. And I have the privilege 
of reciting the entire Bhagavad Gita, 700 shlokas. And every year, without fail, by the time we chant that last verse, I feel I'm in the spiritual world. Reading that Bhagavad Gita from start to finish takes about four and a half hours. Because after each verse, we're offering oblations, chanting, swaha. At the end, I'm completely intoxicated, spiritually intoxicated. So I look forward to that every year, that this is the day when I'm just going to become totally absorbed in Bhagavad Gita. Almighty conqueror of enemies, Krishna says, there is no end to my divine manifestations. Therefore, Krishna's name, Ananta. Everyone say, there's no end. So, sometimes you get this question. I get this question. Oh, why do I want to go to the kingdom of God? It must be boring. They think like that. It must be boring. Eternity with God? That must be boring. No. There is no end to Krishna's divine manifestations. He's ananta. You're not going to be bored. What I have spoken to you is but a mere indication of my infinite opulences. You should know that all opulent, beautiful, and glorious creations spring from but a spark of my splendor. Yes, it's just a spark. That's all. Krishna has so much potency. He's so unlimited. We are only getting a glimpse. Yes, sir. Yes? Uh, there is a Toyota Avalon gray color spot at the illegal place. Could you please remove that top so they can serve the shot? Avalon gray color Toyota Avalon. Thank you. Very good. Final verse of this chapter. But what need is there, Arjuna, for all this detailed knowledge? With a single fragment of myself, I pervade and support this entire universe. So, this chapter 10 is significant because of the four nutshell verses of the Bhagavad Gita. That was verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. So if you would like a quick summary of Bhagavad Gita, I would read those four verses. Because when something is the seed of something, everything is coming from the seed. So those four verses, 10th chapter, verses 8, 9, 10, and 11, are the nutshell seed verses of Bhagavad Gita. You understand those four verses, you'll understand Bhagavad Gita. Everything else will be properly understood when those four verses are understood nicely. Those four verses in general, Krishna is the origin of everything. Everything comes from him. Then Krishna talks about the devotees, how they derive satisfaction from discussing Krishna. And then Krishna points out how he reciprocates that if you try to attain him, 
He will help you. And then he explains in the final verse that he has a shining lamp of knowledge. And within your heart, he will destroy all the ignorance. That's why for the past so many months, when I've been giving blessings at the end of my lectures, that is the kind of blessing I've been giving. That may Krishna in your heart remove all the obstacles so that you can feel his presence in your lives. Should I bless now? All right, everybody fold your hands. My dear Lord Krishna, please bless these devotees. You're in their hearts. And we would like you to please remove all the impediments that are preventing them from seeing you and feeling you. So my Lord, bless these devotees. May they be happy, healthy, and holy. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Can I sing for four minutes? We stop at quarter two, right, for Japa? All right, so for four minutes, I want to sing for my friend, Money Bai. Hari Harai Namaha Hari Harai Namaha Krishna Yadavaya Namaha Gopala Govinda Ram Sri Madhusudana Hari Harai Namaha Krishna Yadavaya Namaha Gopalak Govinda Rama Shri Madhusudana Hari Harai Namaha Hari 
हराए नमः Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.